gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and I, for the first time since this podcast has been released, just thought about the person playing tambourine in our theme song. (laughs) (laughs) There's somebody who, in this bard's troupe, whose only job is to play the tambourine. I always imagined it was like uh, that guy from uh, Mary Poppins. Who has Dick all Van Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, who has all the instruments? <laughs> oh, he's, just, he's a one-man band. Yeah. That's yeah. better. That's better. Uh, and that voice belongs to playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. And playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello. Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. When last we left our heroes, they were taking part in a whirlwind escape from the resort town of Crystal Bay aboard the West Wind a merchant vessel slash pirate ship uh, being pursued by Crystal Bay customs officials on their own ships, as well as the purifier flagship of the light guard. You guys really (laughs) just kind of stacked problems on top of problems. (laughs) That escape that we played out was pretty frantic, pretty frenzied. Tuck dragged a cannon from one side of the ship to the other, which no human being should be able to do uh, and took a couple pot shots at, some customs vessels. Billy corralled Perel into helping the ship move faster by altering the sails. Uh, he did some transfiguration magic and made them longer. Cool. And Ving, when all looked lost, decided the best thing to do was to take the most powerful and fearsome storm mm-hmm. on the planet. <laughs> and, Known to man. <laughs> a storm that legend says hates like people it's <laughs> malicious to shit yeah. and decided to throw a big old lightning leash around it and drag it to the shore baby yeah, easily one of the coolest things that's ever happened in the podcast yeah this is like people are going to tell stories about this probably forever yeah storm bringer pretty the man tight. who rode the storms yeah the pretty sick rode the storms i like the idea that there are people telling stories about your adventures for generations but they're all about ving Ving, Stormcaller, the Spirit Walker, and his two friends. <laughs> and his two friends, Bilbo's and the Big Wolf Boy. Oh, oh, surprise. His son, Fat William, and his butler, <laughs> the Bearded Baby. Uh, and I mean, that is that is where we left our heroes, on the deck of a ship in a storm. Ving is still on the bird? I mean, yeah, Ving yeah. is like on the bird in the middle of a storm. So, I mean, that's the situation you find yourselves in. You are absolutely overwhelmed visually, audibly. You can see cracking lightning through a wall of almost impenetrable gloom. The deck is bucking under your feet. People are shouting and running around. You feel people bumping into you, but you can barely see them. And you hear wind chimes over the sound of the storm. 
And in a distance that you can't quite tell how close or far away it is, you see what looks like a bonfire. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And Ving, you are seeing all of these things from about 50 feet in the air. Yeah. Your knees locked on either side of the Thunderbird, trying not to get thrown off. What do you all do? I mean, I'm going to swoop down to that bonfire, check it out, see if I can do a pass. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Give me a defy danger. So it's basically like you're trying to stay seated. Yeah. So what do you think this? How would you be doing that? Like strength. Strength. Okay. Defy danger strength. Pinch in the bird. Okay, great. Uh, 11. That was great. Yeah. You just like lock your knees on either side, grab a big tuft of feathers and the Thunderbird works with you. Then that then I will allow you now to roll a discern realities. Yeah, there's down under the feathers. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to ho- go ahead and mark a point there. It's like the dice know that our characters are stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's like clenches his thighs, oh. ripple, and he dives into the cloud and just like bounces off of a mast. Like, <laughs> boom, boom, comes up. There was a crow's nest. I didn't see the crow's nest. I, fi- I got nothing. I rolled a three. Yeah. That is oh, a three. That's a hard nest. failure. Is, is there a mark? Can you see a mark? Yeah, it's so like... There's tiny thunderbirds circling your head. It's <laughs> your eyes cross. Pick pick hook, pick hook. Oh, and your thunderbird squawks. It doesn't even make like a it doesn't even make an eagle sound. It goes like a fucking goose. But you do see the source of a bonfire and it is a man. Oh gosh. And the torch of McCall turns and sees you and just punches forward. Roll a d10. Two. Oh wow, that is great. That is very good. <laughs> we can't see much, but we saw like the shadow of the Thunderbird go towards this bonfire, and we heard the squawk, and then we saw what like it looks like. You know when a jet engine explodes, and there's like a trail of black smoke. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like all of his wool is just burning off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Thunderbird does recover, but this huge gout of flame uh, ignites a few of the Thunderbird's feathers, oh. and also singes like up one of your arms giving you a pretty nasty flash burn tuck and billy you hear kingsley shouting over the storm somehow his voice is booming over the wind and he's yelling real sailory shit like batten this get below decks blah 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 i didn't know you were a sailor were you in the sea cadets i was in the sea cadets and my dad was in the navy for 37 years and (laughs) i spent a lot of time on boats actually (laughs) all you came up with was blah 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 (laughs) yeah well the thing is is that there's not a lot of battening on like a uh, naval frigate because the ship kind of does all that for you as we all know of course common general knowledge yeah 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 with the friggle rocks it's really hard to batten those snatches and when you're battening the planks and looping the knots it's hard to say where the sails will take you (laughs) 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 the starboard could go anywhere (laughs) that's like an inspirational quote (laughs) that is in an office (laughs) on a naval yeah (laughs) are billy and tuck together uh yeah we were standing next to each other Ooh, actually because everything's so dark and so frantic you guys are gonna need to find out if you can find each other uh what's tuck doing Tuck, I think when everything goes black, it's the kind of thing where like, where's he, my kid? Yeah, it's where's <laughs> yeah. my kid, and he's like, he starts like calling for Billy. Okay, and he's like, Billy, Billy, yeah. And I'm trying to follow this. I'm out over of his here. Voice. Uh, defy danger, wisdom. 
I got 12. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, Billy is not that far away. Like, he's, you've both been kind of thrown away from each other a little bit, trying to st- keep your footing. I fell into a pile of ropes. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. You, gra- you grab down and grab what feels like a ball of spaghetti, and uh, Billy's at the center of it. I'm and a meatball. I, I, take, I take those ropes, and I tie Billy to myself. <laughs> So okay. like in a little baby Bjork because okay. they don't uh, want to lose them. Yeah. Defy danger dexterity because this yeah. is like under duress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Okay. You do that like you're tying Billy and then Tuck, shockingly, you're the one that remembers. Where's the vase? Oh. <laughs> Billy, where's the vase? Oh, I, I put it in our room. We got to go downstairs. And, uh, yeah, I start. <laughs> I'm like... This is fucking stressful. Tuck's not used to having to focus on so many things at this uh-huh. time. He's wearing Billy around his neck like Flava Flav wears clocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like running downstairs to try and find a vase with a monster in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so there is a shit ton of stuff going on right now. Uh-huh. Like, there are people everywhere. It's still pretty dark. It's going to be hard. Like, that's the thing is it's going to be hard to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Like, let alone find your way below deck. So yeah. How are you guys finding your way below deck? I'm going to give directions. Cause I know where everything, where I put everything. Cause I set up the room. Could you maybe feel for it magically too? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, so he focuses on his memory of where he put it and he feels like a little string of energy that he could like pull. This is going to be a discern realities, I think. Okay. Yeah. I got 10. So you get three questions from the discern realities list. Woo-hoo. What is here is useful or valuable to me? Billy, you can feel like kind of the ambient emotions of people mm-hmm. and you can feel coming off the where the wheel is that Kingsley's trying really hard to keep it together yeah. but he's about to lose control okay um Tuck we got can you run really fast yeah okay I run to our bunk okay so with Billy's direction uh you make it downstairs but Tuck I need you to roll a defy danger probably dexterity seven you find yourself down below deck there are barrels and boxes flipping all over the place as the ship bucks back and forth. Fuck. There are people running all over. But you see the vase kind of <laughs> moving back and forth like an egg in a nest. I run up and grab it. Yeah. All right. I unzip the fanny pack. I'm like, stuff it in. <laughs> okay, I shove it in. I pass okay. it off to Mears. Mears? They, you, Mears is like, yeah. <laughs> Can you catch this? It's the vase. Yeah, and you hear him go, <gasps> okay, I got it. Okay. All right, put it in safe. Put it in my cupboard. Okay, I will. Lo- strap it up tight and lock it up well. You're okay with me touching your stuff? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's fucking great because he collected over the last few weeks all of the soft things and he just put it in his drawer and we were like, Billy, you gotta stop cutting the <laughs> stuffing out of the cushions. It's good. It's fucking up the whole house. Yeah. <laughs> and now everyone's like, great idea. Thank fuck. Yeah. Thank everywhere. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Zip. Zip, zip. And as your zipping gets shut, you hear me go, wait, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he has no fucking clue what's happening. Yeah, we cut to Mir's inside. He's got the vase under one arm like a football and his hand up against the wall as everything's shaking back and forth. Oh, God. And Francis is on his back. His little legs are kicking in the air. He's like... <laughs> Mirrors just pukes. <laughs> Plates are falling out of the cupboard. <laughs> He's catching them all. Yeah, and you can see the post-it note falls off the danger room. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so, Ving, you are above 
you are in the skies of the storm. The winds are buffeting you. They're Jimmy buffeting you. What do you do? I'd like to land on deck. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a hard time locating the boat. You're having a hard time locating anything. There's lightning all over the place. The only thing that is a landmark is the torch of McCall. Maybe I should use him. Ooh, how so? Maybe I'll get close enough and do a pass in front of him Mm -hmm. so that he will shoot at me and then I'll foul his shot. So I'm going to try and use it as a a torch light. Tricking him into like firing a flare? Yeah. That's so cool. So you can see where our ship is? So I can see where the west wind is. Because it'll illuminate some of the the storm. So defy danger, dexterity to pull this off. Nice. Ten. Yeah, baby. That's so cool. So you swoop down... How to train your dragon style. I come in on like his level. Yeah. Like at front of him. Mm -hmm. And he shoots a couple over my head. Yeah. You get so close. You can see him like make eye contact with you as you fly by him. What is his like disposition? Is he furious right now or what? Surprisingly calm. Oof. Like like mechanical almost. Oh. Yeah. He's done this before. Like he's he's seen it all. This is not scary to him. And he's totally human torched right now. Like completely yeah, aflame he, well it's it's um it's around his feet okay. like it's like he's at the center of a of like a conflagration okay yeah his skin isn't burning his clothes are intact mm. but he is standing in the middle of a huge fire and he's like pulling pieces off of it to throw at you like Whoa. he's manipulating the flame cool uh, and you get so close as you pull by you make eye contact and you think you see a bit of flame burning behind his eyes oh god uh, and he That's just so goes close like, <laughs> like a bunch of bolts of fire just rip over your head and under the bird. Yeah. And he uh, fires a big shot straight ahead of you as you pull away. I chase it. Yeah. It arcs forward through the air. Like it's got mass. Like it's not just flame. Yeah. And it sails by before splashing into the water right next to the west wind. And you go, oh, there's the ship. Boom. Land on deck. And the bird just grabs onto the side of the ship with and its I talons. Fall off the front of it. <laughs> just Jesus. land in a you gotta, pile. You got to tell me when you're going to stop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you hit the front brakes yeah. on a mountain bike. He goes, <laughs> he, he goes right over Ass top. over tea kettle, <laughs> we call it. Oh, tea kettle. That's not a bad name for a bird. <laughs> That's actually pretty great. Tea kettle? <laughs> That's not bad. Cute. Oh, man. Uh, Tuck and Billy, you run upstairs onto the deck and you see Ving sprawled out in front of the Thunderbird. Oh, God, guys. Thing. Holy moly, that is, you look badass. You look like (laughs) Grandmaster Flash. What the fuck are we going to (laughs) do? And I go up to him like, sick move, pulling that storm in. It is a lot meaner than I expected. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and boy, was it something. Uh, He's making this face. Ooh. No, you look cool. You look super cool. You too, uh, baby Bjorn to be wild over here. Thank you. Bjorn. Bjorn to be wild. We're literally in the middle of a disaster. Yeah. We're doing puns at each Kingsley's other. Kingsley's bellowing. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you, can, you, 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 you hear him yelling. You look back. You see all the cords in his arms like popping. <laughs> He's just trying so hard to steer this fucking ship. Where's Perel? I, I don't know. Uh, Perel. 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 Uh, where are you? You're my Croxan. <laughs> you are all looking around like where where is Perel? Where could he possibly be? And you look towards the front of the ship and you see a massive rune covered pillar emerge from the oh, fog. Oh shit, you guys, look. <laughs> and you know the ship is about to crash. It's oh. going the ship is going to crash. It what makes do you do? Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a small bit of silence before everything gets really bad. 
and you know the ship is going down. Like the quality of the sound changes where there's no ocean noise coming from in front of oh. us yeah, anymore. Yeah, because we're up against this big buffed sound yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. I, I grab Ving and Tuck. You feel the prow of the ship touch the pillar first, and then the, the only sound that you hear is the sound of the timbers deep in the ship start to splinter and smash. Sick. Whoa. Oh, God. Like we can it's moving it. backward through the boat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like a wave. Yeah. And then as if the distress of the crew overpowers whatever baffling effect the pillar's creating, you start to hear people scream. You hear Kingsley's voice booming over the deck. All hands! Abandon ship! I react very quickly. I grab Ving, mm-hmm. and I bury the axe into the mast that's like next oh. to us. Okay, to yeah. I'm going to bury the crystal claws into the deck. Oh, you're going to make crystal claws? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's going to be a shapeshift, and yeah. that's going to be a defy danger strength. So we're anchoring ourselves. Yeah. yeah. To the ship that's about to crash. <laughs> Just to not get thrown. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, it's so close, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Kingsley's not going to be able to steer into Iceberg, right ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa, guys. one, one, one. Defy danger what? Uh, defy danger strength. I got nine. I got four. Shit. Oh. So, uh, yeah, uh, super fail. And this is a really... Bad failure. I think the two things that occur to you in this next moment are one, where is Perel? And two, we're fucking dead. Mm. Everything lurches forward. It's just inexorably pushed into this pillar, smashed to absolute flinders before your eyes, and then you plunge into the water. You hit the water, you go under like deep. Uh, you can feel huge pieces of the ship passing you as they sink. Uh, and you're, you start drowning basically like you're running out of breath. Is it that thing like in the Titanic where the suction from yeah. the ship sinking is like pulling us under? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Huge pieces are passing you and pulling you down further in their wake. Uh, so you need to do something, but you're starting to lose breath and your vision starting to go dark. Can I try to swim to the surface? Yeah, totally. Okay, roll it. What is it? Uh, strength. No, constitution. Because you're trying to like, for, like stay conscious yeah. long enough oh, for yeah. this to happen. So I can keep swimming up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think all three of you need to roll a defy danger constitution to, to like... stay conscious? Yeah, totally. Twelve. Twelve, okay. Eleven. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got four. Fuck! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Man. Uh again. Yeah. I mean, I'm tied to Tuck, so Yeah. Billy's gonna surface with Tuck. Okay, Tuck, you're pumping your legs so hard trying to surface, holding onto Billy with all your might, holding onto Ving with your other hand. Uh you feel pieces of the ship passing you as they sink. You feel what you think might be people passing you, clawing at your clothes as oh. they as they're pulled under. Rough. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's not good yeah. it's really rough yeah are they gonna be okay <laughs> hey sea of graves man who knows yeah who they, knows? Could, they could be going to some sort of paradise down there it's so dark and cold yeah the cold of this water is crushing you you can feel it sapping your strength as you're trying to surface thing you're gripping tuck's hand hard as he swims kicks up to the surface and um as his legs are pumping pushing him upwards through the sea a huge piece of the ship drops down right next to you and you feel your grip loosened and then broken as the crystals come off in Tuck's hand and you're dragged deep, deep into the water. 
okay, Tuck, after what feels like an impossible amount of time, you finally break the surface of the water to absolute chaos. (gasps) (laughs) You hear people screaming. You see chunks of boat floating past. Uh, It looks like a barrel of oil has broken and ignited on the surface of the water. So there's flames licking at you. Huge waves are cresting over your head and slamming into you. Things go absolutely silent. All you hear is a ringing in your ears. It feels like the waves are like throwing big pieces of the ship at us, Mm -hmm. like intentionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a maliciousness to this storm. Like even though I'm above the water now, I still feel like I'm drowning. Yeah, you've swallowed so much seawater at this point. Uh And Billy, you're like attached to Tuck. So it's like every time he's trying to struggle, you're being pushed above and under the water over and over. Yeah, Tuck is like trying to like make sure Billy's above the water Mm -hmm. while trying to tread water. And it's like he's alternating and he knows that Billy is like dunking underneath too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you are trying to keep Billy above the surface of the water, you haul Ving up to beside you and you realize that you're just holding a crystal in your hand. Ving's gone. Oh, my God. Ving. Ving. I call. I try and like, like call for him. Yeah. You don't see him or hear him over the chaos. Ving, you see the light of the storm being dragged away from you as you're pulled deeper and deeper into the Sea of Graves. What do you do? Maybe there's a, a move to command the Thunderbird, like a diving bird. Oh. Like a diving duck. Well, just like Maybe. You do, you do have that eye of the tiger thing, so you can see through the eyes of the Thunderbird. Yeah, is there a way I can call him from under the water? Oof. I mean, well, okay, we you've called the Thunderbird before, so there is a precedent for you having contacted it. Yeah. So I think that you should be allowed to at least try. Yeah. So I think, would it defy danger wisdom to make that connection? Yeah, that's what he uses for his yeah. spirit connection. So 2d6 plus wisdom. Okay, sink it down. I'm almost out of breath. Eight. Mm. Uh, okay so Ving is falling deeper and deeper into the water as chunks of the ship fall around him Uh, you see like a mast a shattered crate a bag of coins with coins trailing behind it bodies of sailors sink down around you above you the light of the storm it seems uh, impossibly far away like you'll never make it back up there you see just above the surface of the water lightning crashing alternating with gouts of flame that almost make it look like the torch has like entered into battle with the storm itself. Mm. And it's this that the Thunderbird sees through your eyes and it finds the point in the ocean that you're at by watching the flames and the lightning. It watches for the patterns and finds the pattern that you're seeing and flaps up and up into the storm before tucking its wings in and just diving straight into the surface of the water. Whoa. And you see this huge form firing towards you like an arrow. And it's it starts flapping its wings at a certain point because it's going deeper than it really should have any ability to. Can I swim? Yeah, you can definitely try. I'm try uh, strength. Back up. Yeah, 12. Oh, perfect. Uh, so from your failure, you're still unfortunately going to take this consequence as the bird swims towards you and extends its talons and punches them into either side of your shoulders to grab you you feel it sever a tendon inside your arm and you're going to take a debility to strength so your strength is going to be at minus one for a while 
until you can find a way to heal it. I spell fucked. Uh, And then you feel the strength of its wings as it beats against the water and pulls you back over the surface from the silent danger of the depths of the ocean to the cacophonous danger of the middle of the storm. Yeah, it's immediately like, yeah, goes from no sound to every possible sound. Yeah. We see this fucking bird just rip out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. With Ving in its talons. Yeah. Uh, Blood trickling down his body. Fucked. Yeah, it's not good. It's yeah. pretty limp. What did Tuck and Billy do? Should we look around to see if we can see Perel? Yeah. You could call him. You've called him before. Yeah, I guess I just closed my eyes. Like, in my head, I'm calling for him, but I'm sending it out with the waves. And every time a wave beats on us, I send out another another call for him. I'm very panicked. I'm worried about him. Mm-hmm. I have a little purple twinge in the crest of the wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven. Seven. Okay. So you you send out these waves of perception with the water mm-hmm. and you don't feel anything for a while until you feel one bounce back like a wave return to you with that perception. And what it tells you is that Perel is alive, uh-huh. but he is very, very far away. Fuck. And that perception is also telling you that you can feel other parts of the crew impossibly far. They're far. And, I, and there's some that I don't feel anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's being spread out and taken away. The ocean is, like, pulling them away? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, Mm -hmm. God. So, Perel is alive. You know that much, but he is not within reach. Uh, How close are we to the purifier? You actually don't see the purifier anywhere near you right now. So, we need to find something to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Realities? Yeah. Yeah, I want to discern realities to try and find the purifier, because it's the only thing that's intact in this fucking storm right now. So tense. (laughs) (laughs) Seven, eight. Okay, so you get one question. I guess what here is useful or valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it is not the purifier. Fuck. <laughs> what it is is a big old chunk of mast, like close enough that you can swim to it fairly easily, uh-huh. and it'll be buoyant enough to hold you up. Okay, yeah, yeah. we get on that mast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just now hanging on to this piece of wood, bobbing in this <sighs> magical storm. And Ving, you are being, you are hung from the talons of a giant bird. Do I have enough strength in my arm to harpoon to the mast? Uh, yeah, you absolutely can. The debility means that you're like, your arm is fucked, but not so much that you can't use it, just that you'll be able to use it worse. This will just be a defy danger. Harpoon to the mast. Anchor to my friends. Oh, seven. So as you throw your harpoon, you feel your arm like twinge and you're like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be at all but your harpoon sails out through the winds stabbing into the wood of the mast then yeah you've anchored yourself to this mast that you see tuck and billy attached to what do you do i thought the bird could maybe tow the mast so where are you towing it to what's the nearest thing what do we should do that's a discern realities 2d6 plus wisdom for discern realities eight (laughs) okay great so you get one question what what here's useful for us Mm -hmm. mm-hmm hmm uh, you don't see the purifier. You see chunks of the west wind floating around you. Um, but you think in the distance, as the lightning flashes through the wall of the storm, just far enough away that you're not 100% sure, you, it looks like you see the silhouette of a small, single-masted sailboat. All right, let's get there. Yeah. Try to. Defy danger, dexterity to pilot the bird, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Right. Failures. Oof. Yeah. Nice. Nine. Nine. Great. Um, Any aids? Oh, yeah. Should I swim? 
Should I try and kick? Yeah, we can swim. <laughs> yeah. Try and kick your legs. I think Tuck would just like use the mass like a little flutter board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, start kicking to his legs. Kick towards the direction sure. that yeah. we're being pulled. That's great. Plus strength? Yeah. Ten. Great. Whoa. So yeah, plus one. Strong calves. Makes yeah. it a ten. You spur the bird forward and it is pulling against the weight of the mast. Like straining. Yeah. Strain- it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's poor it's, boy. It's, yeah. <laughs> this would be so painful for Bing. Mm, man, what a strug. That's a strug. Well, and that's why you've got a minus one to strength for the foreseeable future. Because this damage is like you can feel the talon digging deeper and deeper into your meat. Oh, man. But he's trying to save his friends. Yeah. And the Thunderbird's flapping its wings erratically, trying to stay like aright in this storm yeah. as the winds buffet it back and forth. It starts straining against the rope, dragging the mast through the turbulent water as Tuck and Billy cling to it desperately. And it flies in the direction of the ship that it sees through the lightning strikes in the clouds. And as you all approach this figure in the distance, Ving, you're focusing on not uh, (laughs) being ripped into probably, but Tuck, you see with his hand on the tiller of the boat, is the captain of the purifier Whoa. and as the bird flies through this terrible storm you can hear the sound of wind chimes and the water around you starts to slow it doesn't quiet it actually physically slows the waves are moving slower closer to the boat and the clouds around the boat are swirling in a slower more uh, gentle fashion and it seems like even the lightning is slowing as you get closer to the boat you even see a a, an arc of lightning come down from the clouds and pass very closely to the ship before turning away gently and pouring itself into the ocean whoa ving you hear the sound of wind chimes through your your tightly scrunched eyes as you're trying to hold back this pain i hear them through my eyes yeah (laughs) what do your elf eyes hear you see hear through their eyes yeah i'm glad we're talking about it now because absolutely (laughs) ving you feel yourself being carried through the air in the talons of the thunderbird Mm. and blacking out from the pain yeah like your eyes are just drooping closed you're so exhausted and every time i droop closed i'd see through yeah, see through the, the eyes of the Thunderbird. So you're catching glimpses of this this small skiff with the bearded man at the tiller. <laughs> yeah. And you hear a voice over the muffled cacophony of the storm say, why don't you just drop him right here? And you feel yourself be placed in the hull of the skiff on a bench. And you see through the eyes of the Thunderbird as it flaps above you trying to find a place to to perch on the side of the boat. It doesn't want to leave you, but it's obviously exhausted. I want to tell it to go and rest, recharge, and um, gather itself, and I'll be okay. He has a sense that he'll be okay. Like he, he, he's been dropped here by the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you notice on the Thunderbird's shoulder at the front of the wings, there's three red circles, like dots in the feathering. Whoa. <clears throat> where, there Whoa. Wasn't <laughs> where it mirrors your injuries? Yeah. <gasps> oh. Cool. And you can feel the bird uh, through its senses hesitating to leave you, but you hear the voice of the captain uh, say, I got him. It's okay. 
And then the bird finally flaps off up into the sky. Thank you. Passing through this calm uh, as a lightning crack just signals that it's back in the worst of the storm. Oh. It flies up and away. And he tries to see. He can't. He's too exhausted. Yeah, your eyes like won't open. And it feels like your arm is going to come off. You're just absolutely <laughs> fucked. This one's fine. <laughs> this one, not so much. <laughs> You have to point at the one that's not good. He, he goes point to point, but he was with a stump. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And your hand is snapped off. So you're, you're missing a hand. And I you're... swear I had a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Ving, you're sitting on this bench. Uh, and right in front of you is the captain of the purifier. He's got no shirt on. Mm. He's got worn brown breeches. Very simple leather boots. Crazy tangled beard with brass rings and... Uh, seashells and other bits of material that you can't identify and he's smoking a long pipe and he says you should probably help get your friends in here and uh tuck and billy you are swimming swimming up to this skiff and you pass into this calm area around it the water warms around you the sound of the storm quiets and the the anger and maliciousness of the storm seems to be set aside uh, in this area around the boat. And we, I kind of like, I let go of the log because it's moving so slow now. And I just start swimming with Billy on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Billy was, is Billy on the back? Cause he wasn't a Bjorn on the front. Yeah. But the ropes got really loose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm holding on He's to the riding back. Him. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> basically. In between his shoulder blades. Yeah. I got his beard in my hands and he's like, <laughs> I'm riding him like a dragon. <laughs> hey, Bing, watch this. One hand on you. <laughs> Saying a bunch of like weird, like weird dragon specific yeah. terms. Like I'm holding on to your, your dragon beard. <laughs> 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 yeah, never mind. Very, yeah. They're very dragon specific. Hold on, hold on. What are dragon beards called? Yeah, dragon beard works. Whatever. <laughs> I love the yeah. feeling of the scales between my toes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I'm starting to play along. Like, yeah. b- bark, bark. <laughs> Dragons bark in this world. Yeah. <laughs> bark. Yeah, as as you're making this bark bark sound, Tuck, you hear um you hear a gruff voice from the ship in, or the boat in front of you say, "That's not what dragons sound like." <laughs> and I uh I like I swim up to the side of the boat and I like because I am so tired I toss Billy mm-hmm. up I catch him I catch Billy oh thing oh you're okay oh Billy how are you. <coughs> I feel really sick. Seawater oh. just pours out of Billy's mouth every time he coughs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy, you just neti potted in the boat yeah, there. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Billy, you just you're are. Okay. You're basically collapsing against Ving. It feels like you've just been wrung out like a sponge. Yeah. I'm pulled Tuck in with the best I can. Help him up. Yeah, you're struggling. You try and reach out to Tuck with your one good. Well, you don't even have a good hand. No. You're missing a hand and then your arm is fucked up. But he'll do it. But uh, the captain pushes past you and reaches into the water, puts a hand under Tuck's shoulder, and just lifts him into the boat. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, bodily, just with one hand. Whoop. Wow. Like a sack of rice. And he just, like, tosses me to the deck? Yeah. Well, he doesn't, like, he doesn't throw you. He, he tries to place <laughs> <Slam>. you. <laughs> and I, like, I'm lying there, and I, like, I look up at him, and I'm like, why did you save us? Because this is the captain of the purifier, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's the same... 
brune tattooed, tangled beard, tanned skin, wrinkled face. And he sits down at the bench, puts his hand over the tiller and says, you three seem like you're worth saving. What's your name? That's a good question. Most I've met now call me Chimes. What happened to the fire guy? Oh, I I reckon he's still looking. For who? Oh, for, for us? For the three of you, for one. Ugh. For your bald friend, for the other. Speaking of bald friend, have you seen him? He um puts his pipe back in his mouth and he leans over the side of the boat and kind of drags his hand lazily through the water. And he pulls it back up and shakes off the water and goes, oh, he's a ways away now. How far? You know how far a league is? Yeah. N- no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's far. Oh, no. And he's many leagues away from here. Can we get to him? Through this storm? Not likely. What do you mean you can't get us to him? Just fucking sail us to our friend, man. We can't leave without him. Where he is and how we get there are very different things in the Sea of Graves. This isn't a point A to point B kind of operation, son. He looks off into the storm and his beard chimes a little bit. He says, Sea of Graves is a mean bitch. We gone a couple rounds. See one some, I want some. But I know how this dance goes. I'll get you there. And by there, I mean close. And that's the best I can do. Thank you. Well, we got a bit of a ride ahead of us, so why don't you all tell me a bit about yourselves? Well, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, dude, you're sailing a boat through the Sea of Graves. You tell us about you. How are you doing this? He uh, points like... It, on the inside of the hull and the whole boat that you're in is absolutely encrusted in runes like hand carved um weathered they look like they've been carved into this boat for a hundred years mm-hmm. and they're covering the inside the benches the mast the outside what's this a- rune mean thing points to when it's like a circle and a stick going into it that one's for getting into things that don't want you to get into them oh uh, what about this one that one is if if ever my boat is upside down. Oh, well, that one. That one's if my boat's ever right side up. What about that one? That one's if it's ever sideways. Wow, what about that one? That one's when that, it's not. That about, one. That one's about. <laughs> just, no, hold on, kid. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you. And he squints at Billy, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Where do you where do you come Where do you come from?" I come from the Everwood Valley. Um, from uh specifically. A, a barn. <laughs> old, old Bill's barn. Uh, do, you, do you know him? Yeah, do you do you know him? He's pretty old and there, crusty. Yeah, there was old, old Bill mm-hmm. owned it first and then uh, uh, Billiam the second and then uh, Bill Bilson and then Will, William and then William Jr. <laughs> I can't remember. I could keep going, I guess. You, but wait, so did you say old Bill? That was the first one you said. Old Bill. Old Bill. That was that was old Will Apple Thief's kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
I never met Will Applethief, but old Bill was really nice. He was he was a good he was a good one. He was a good guy. Shit at stealing apples. Yeah, but really nice to me. <laughs> a real sweet guy. Wait a sec. And he like it's Everwood Valley, you say? Yes. And he leans in uh-huh. to Billy and he, he licks his thumb Ugh. and he rubs something off Billy's cheek. And he just kind of points at you quickly and pats his leg and goes, you're Faye. <laughs> what? Whoa. How did you know? What's under here? <laughs> I haven't washed my face in a really long time. And I put, I push him like, don't lick my kid. <laughs> your kid. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Yeah. He's kind of my kid. Our kid. Mm-hmm. He's our kid. Yeah. These are my dads, basically. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. We don't fuck, though. Whoa. Hey, no. <laughs> I want to uh, spell lore on the boat to see if I yeah. know anything about it. Let's cool. do it. Okay. <clears throat> Eight. Okay. So that means that you get something useful, but not interesting. No, interesting, but not useful. <laughs> no, you wow. could do it I the almost, other way no, around. No. <laughs> Don't try and scam me at my own game. <laughs> uh, so what you're just trying to learn about the runes or the boat? Yeah, I'm looking at the runes, but not the runes on the boat. I'm looking at the runes that are tattooed on him. Oh, yeah. And I'm seeing if I can read them, like read mm. anything that is like familiar from them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What could Tuck possibly know about this? He's looked at a lot of album covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess he just tells you. Like he's like, I don't know, ain't no sense hiding things. We're all friends now. Runes on the boat are same as runes on my skin. They let me do things and survive things, and comprehend things that most people can't, don't, and will not. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like mm. like reading? Yeah, sometimes. Like moving in and out of the spirit world? Like moving in and out of the spirit world. I've done that a time or two. Mm. How many times or two? Ooh. More than two? <laughs> More than two. <laughs> wow. More than two for sure. Oh, yeah, we have tattoos. Oh, yeah. I can't see Mike's so much dirt. <laughs> so I lick it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, and he grabs Billy's hand and looks at the tattoo and goes, Spirit World, huh? How do you know? I got one of those, too. And he shows you the inside of one of his elbows. And he's got a very simple tattoo. That's This one, all the other tattoos look like complicated runes. Uh, but the one on the inside of his elbow is just a circle. What does that one mean? Well, you know what these tattoos mean. Mine is like a tree. Yeah, what's it mean? Well, I don't know. The lady that did it just like did. She went into a trance, a sexy trance. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, guys? Yeah, her cloak slipped a bunch. (laughs) And there's a brooch, I think, that was involved. (laughs) Yeah, then we went into the spirit world. He says, oh, you, you should know if you've been there, souls are anchored by the things they've lost. All right. Bruce Bruce. Yep. All right. The Widdershins. Would it be possible for me to roll for the Blood God? Mm -hmm. I want to commune with the axe with Terry, Larry, and Chad to Mm -hmm. try and see if there's any insights I can get on like who and what he is. Mm -hmm. So that is what? 2d6 plus constitution? Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, And my wisdom is one. Great. Eight. What happens on the night? Uh, on a seven to nine, the sacrifice is not enough, and your gods take of your flesh as well, but Whoa. still grant some insider boon. Okay, so roll a d10. Three, three. Okay, so <laughs> I think it's I think it's something like you 
cut yourself with the axe and you're holding this like insane looking axe and he goes oh and he reaches down and grabs the axe and just holds it in front of him like takes it right out of your hand uh-huh. and is looking at it like what'd you do to these guys like we want he they were our friends so we wanted to bring them back from the spirit world you guys all right in there and you hear larry terry and chad go yeah man it's good to see you again again yeah man this is a, you know you've heard stories right of this guy dude no you know him and he's like, yeah, you know, the ghost pirate. Oh. You're the ghost pirate from the spirit world? I've, I, Hey, I've got a lot of names. Ghost pirate kind of makes it sound like I, I plunder ghosts, though. That's not strictly true. You, is he treating you well? Oh, yeah, man. We get to smash shit all the time. All right. Well, that's, that's good to hear. And he throws the axe back to you. He sits back down at the tiller, Billy. He sits next to you and says, you want to help me steer? Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to find Perel because I had my hand in the water. Oh, no yeah. feelers for him. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, he's gonna. That's gonna be. That's gonna take some doing. But we'll find him. And he rustles your hair a little bit. Don't touch me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> noted. <laughs> and uh, he takes the tiller and he steers a little bit more through these very slow, uh, choppy, almost geometric waves. And you see in front of you uh, a pillar rise out of the mist. Are we going to hit that thing? No, we're not going to hit there. We're going to dock there. And you see at the base of the pillar a small ramshackle dock form out of the mist at the base. And at the top of it, you see a door. What? Whoa. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. My name is Sean O'Hara. I've been your game master. Sick. Joining me as always, playing the Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. We're going in that door. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Good night. Thanks to Aaron Reed for our amazing intro and outro music. Thanks to Adam Coble and Sage Latora for Dungeon World. And thanks to all of you for listening. You can find us at Speltlore most places on the internet, including patreon.com slash Speltlore. Uh, where we are continuing a game of Blades in the Dark slash World of Blades featuring the Cool Tree Kids. And you can check that out if you feel like it. (laughs) Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Good night. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry